I know, I usually put this part at the end, but this is really important. You may have noticed episodes haven't been coming out as regularly recently. There's a reason for that. Those Who Book isn't finding enough stories, so your help is needed. If there's anything at all that you're proud of, send it to thosewhobook at gmail.com and share your favorite episodes with a friend. That's all. Thanks, and here's the story. Sparrows. Ever present, ever singing. Their positive view of the world tends to rub off on us. It certainly did on me. Until... Well, here's my story. You're such a brat, shouted Ella. Well, you're such a... such a loser, Liam shouted back. I clutched my temples and walked away. Incessant fighting, day and night. It never stopped. I grabbed my jacket and threw open the door, folding the jacket around myself to stop the cold. It wasn't winter, but spring was being shy this year. I walked around, looking for any sort of relief. I heard cars in the distance and an airplane passed overhead. I searched everywhere in my neighborhood, like I always did. I sighed and turned around, then stopped. Trees. Lots of them. It was the Little Park Woods. I had never gone in. I was too scared of wolves or something. I didn't really know what I was scared of. I walked to the closest tree and put my hand on its rough, chocolate-brown bark. How long had this tree been here? Tens, maybe hundreds of years. I stepped a little farther into the woods. Before I knew it, I was walking through every path I could find, deeper into this living cave. I found a clearing and sat down. I just sat and listened. It almost felt like I could hear the trees growing. I could hear the wind blowing through the leaves and the grass and the bushes. I could hear a butterfly fluttering through the woods. Then a new sound joined the chorus of the forest, and it put the rest to shame. I heard a sparrow singing, not to show off, not knowingly adding to the choir, just singing for the joy that came from singing. I closed my eyes and sat, listening. I felt the chaos that I had been harboring ebb away. I was broken out of my trance by a little tap on my pocket. I opened my eyes, looked down, and saw a sparrow picking through it. I pulled out the crackers I had left there and broke off a piece. I thought it was sure to fly away, but was surprised to see it stay, looking at me attentively. I held out the piece in my hand, and it hopped a little closer, and pecked it, breaking it into two. Then it snatched up one of the pieces and flew into a tree. I stood up and marveled at it for a while, then walked away, back out of the woods. Whenever the noise of the world got, er, too noisy, I escaped the woods and walked down the now familiar paths. I always brought a handful of crackers for the sparrows and they eventually seemed to get the idea, more and more of them coming, whenever I walked in. That's not the way to your house, Sylvia remarked as I started walking back from a neighborhood activity. Oh, I just need to clear my head, I told her, fingering the cracker pieces in my pocket. Can I come? I thought for a moment, but didn't really see any reason why not. Yeah, sure. We started to make our way through the neighborhood to the woods. What do you need to clear your head from? Sylvia asked. Just 
Just life, I said with a sigh. The constant cacophony of things competing for attention. So, where are we going? You'll see. We walked for a while farther, and I found the entry to the woods. Wait, but you used to be terrified of this place. Yeah, I know. It's different now. Um, we'll have to be really quiet from this point on. Wait, what? That sounds creepy. I laughed. I suppose it does. We entered the woods and walked for a while. Sylvia gazed in wonder at the trees around us, and I wondered if that's what I had looked like when I first entered the wood. I almost laughed, but managed to hold it in. She noticed and rolled her eyes. When we arrived at the clearing, I sat down and gestured for her to do the same. She sat down slowly, still looking all around at the trees. Gradually, I heard the sparrow's song enter the symphony of the woods once again. I closed my eyes and listened, entranced for a while, then opened my eyes and started ruffling in my pocket. The sparrows knew what was in there, and several fluttered down right at first, followed by several more. I looked over at Sylvia. Her eyes were wide and her mouth was open. I grinned and pulled a piece of cracker from my pocket. I held it out to one of the sparrows, and it started hopping towards me. But before it got to my hand, I drew my hand over to Sylvia, and I hopped closer and closer. Sylvia just stared at it, and I gave her the cracker. She hesitantly held it out to the sparrow in the palm of her hand, and the sparrow hopped onto her finger and snatched up the cracker, then flew into the tree. I pulled out the rest of my cracker pieces and gave some of them to her, then started feeding them. Like before, my anxiety seemed to be washed away as my focus was diverted to these beautiful, adorable creatures. After a while, we got up and walked out of the woods. That was... that was... Sylvia stammered. Amazing! I didn't say anything. I just walked. When we got to the crossroads where we had to split up, Sylvia turned to me. I want to do that every day, she said. I smiled. That's why I do. Sylvia started coming with me on my trips to the woods, and one day while we were walking down the path, she stopped abruptly. What is it? I asked. She stooped down and then stood, her hands cupped. She opened them, revealing a small sparrow, just beginning to grow out of its fluff. I put a hand to my mouth. It's precious, I muttered. I wonder what happened, Sylvia whispered. It probably fell from its nest. Well, where's its nest? I don't know. What do we do? Then her eyes lit up. Ooh, I know just what to do. You, you do? I mean, yeah, don't you? I'm confused. We take it home and take care of it. Whoa, Sylvia, it's literally illegal to even touch a baby bird, much less take it home. Her face fell. Oh, she muttered, then her face brightened again. We could take care of it here then. I'm not sure I understand, I admitted. She got down on her knees and ruffled through her bag, finally pulling out a small box, slightly smaller than a shoebox. She placed the bird inside and then put it gently on the ground. Come on, she said, and started running down the path out of the woods. I looked down at the bird, looked down the path, and ran after her. We came back a few hours later with lots of wood, a wooden pole, some wooden nails, and a hammer. I can't believe your dad just had this stuff lying around, I mentioned. He's a carpenter. He always has this kind of stuff. Are you sure you know how to do this? Of course. Hand me that pole. After about half an hour... She had a simple wooden birdhouse constructed on the pole, and she planted the pole on the ground, 
and placed the bird inside. Let's give it some crackers, she said excitedly. Now we don't have to touch it, but we can still take care of it. How will it get water? Hmm. Oh, we'll just get it a bowl. For now, she pulled half a plastic Easter egg shell out of her bag. He can use this. Wait, you just had that? I thought it would be useful someday. And it was... I laughed. I guess you're right. And just like that, that sparrow became the most pampered sparrow to ever live on Earth. After a while, we started bringing him birdseed instead of crackers, and we got him a water bowl. But we didn't spend as much time on him as Sylvia would have liked. His name is Xavier, she announced one afternoon. Oh? Why's that? I don't know. It just is. Over the next week, Xavier started fledging, little feathers being replaced by bigger flying ones. How long does it take a sparrow to fly? I asked Sylvia. About two weeks, she said. And then little Xavier can go back into the woods. We should tag him first, of course, and then we could help other baby birds. True to her word, Xavier was tagged the next day. Now we'll always know where he is, she said in a satisfied tone of voice. The day before Xavier was to be released, Sylvia could hardly sit still. All during her classes, she fidgeted and squirmed until the teacher sent her to the bathroom. I was excited too, but I managed to contain it. As we were walking to the woods, Sylvia turned to me. I'm so excited, but a little sad too. Will we ever see him again? Of course, you put a tag on him, remember? Oh yeah, and besides, sparrows aren't migratory. He'll stay in those woods all his life. She raised an eyebrow. How do you know that? I looked it up. When we reached the woods, Sylvia gasped and we ran forward. There weren't woods there anymore. There were stumps. What happened? asked Sylvia. I pointed to a tractor nearby. They're cutting it down. We ran over to it and Sylvia ran to the tree it was moving towards. No, stop, she shouted and gone between the tractor and the tree. Get out of the way, murmured the driver. Please don't cut it down. I have to. The city wants to build a library here. No, put away the tractor. Tell the city you won't do it. These trees have been here longer than any of us have been alive. They're more important than some stupid library. Sylvia, Xavier, I shouted. She gasped and, forgetting about the tractor, ran towards where we had built the birdhouse. I was a little worried, but when I looked back, I saw the worker taking off his hat and putting it on the tractor window, thinking... When we arrived at the spot, we saw the birdhouse tipped onto its side. Sylvia squealed and ran over to it, ripping the roof off. Inside, scared but alive, Xavier sat, cooing nervously. Sylvia quickly pulled him out and stroked him, muttering soft words to him, but suddenly stopped, staring downward. At our feet, a sparrow lay lifeless, and a shattered nest lay nearby with two crushed eggs. One egg had rolled a little way off and looked undamaged. It must have fallen from the tree, I muttered, and Sylvia ran to the egg and picked it up, cradling it next to Xavier. Sylvia pleaded with the city council for weeks not to destroy the forest, and after about one and a half months, the city conceded and ended up planting more trees for all the ones that had been cut down. Xavier was released into one of the newest trees, and there was soon a nest cradled in its branches. 
One day, as we were walking past, we saw two eggs in Xavier's nest, a mother sparrow standing on a perch nearby, pecking something. Sylvia ran home and came back with the egg she had found on the ground. You just had that? I've been incubating it. I thought it might be useful. I laughed, and she tiptoed up to the nest and placed the egg inside. I paused and heard something I hadn't heard for a long time. A sparrow was singing in the trees, and my heart was singing with it. That was The Sparrows and I by Blitzen. Thanks for listening.